Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to another episode of Spring Fever presented by Royal Retros. That's right. Let me get the banner up there. Make sure you guys are using promo code Spring Fever, all one word, all, all caps, for 10% off at the store. They got everything you need for the old retro style teams that are no longer with us. They got some really good designs over there. I checked them out a little bit last week. I should have some things coming. I sort of did it blind, Eric. I kind of wanted like a grab bag. I wanted like a little mystery bag. That's a suggestion for them. Do a mystery bag. That's a, a little mystery bag. Just put in your put in your size, do a little mystery, whatever you get, you get. Exactly. There's a couple I did that with um uh, I don't want to I don't want to shout out anyone else because they're not sponsoring us, but I'll shout out one this one time. No free shout out. Uh Home Field Apparel, the college because it's a very similar style where they go like old school logos and college football designs, and they can do a grab bag. I got a Delaware sweater. I got the fighting blue hens. But Royal Retros, yeah. if you're listening, um, yeah, do that. Make a grab bag situation because I will be all over that. So this is Spring Fever. That's Uncle Rico. Eric, how was your weekend? How was your week? I'm um, pretty good. It's hot here. I'm ready to go to bed. Looking forward to going to the hot bed of Hudsonville, Michigan over the weekend. Hell yes. What's up, that one black guy? We are feeling spring fever. We are feeling the fever right now. The regular season of the USFL is long behind us. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the season as a whole, giving our thoughts on how it ended in week 10, and then also a little recap of week two of the CFL before we get into our USFL playoff picks and week three of CFL action. Eric, let's start off with week 10. We called this... Uh, I want to say like week five or six, we called this is the game of the playoffs is like the potential. This game is the one that mattered so much. Uh, the Maulers versus the generals and the Maulers just owned the hell out of them. Won 26 to six. I mean, we talked about it before. Um, we felt that Michigan, that, excuse me, that New Jersey was a little bit overvalued coming into this spot. Um, and that the Maulers' uh, defensive line would be able to get home and make Johnson and the rest of the running Johnson uncomfortable. They'd constantly behind be behind the sticks. They would struggle running the ball. Kind of played out how we how we played it. And I mean, that was my only bet of the weekend. And it was nice to cash that ticket and just kind of sit back and enjoy the rest of the games. I hit a plus one fifty on the Maulers straight up. I hit the Maulers with the spread, and I hit the under in this game. I think it was like 38 and a half. Yeah, I like the Maulers plus the three. Um, three and a half. It was a good, good day for me. It was a good day to get a win, get out of bed. Coffee's feeling good. You know, coffee tastes a little better. Coworkers say you're walking with more confidence. Girlfriend right. thinks you look hotter. You know, it's always good to start the day off with a win. Damn shame this game wasn't on like broadcast, but also it was a blowout, so that kind of makes sense. Game number two, we had the Birmingham Stallions taking on the Memphis Showboats. The Stallions won this 27 to 20 with a comeback. Second half comeback for the Stallions. Or like not really a comeback, but you know, they were they were technically down. Um, I'm not gonna lie, Jimbo. I missed this game. I think this is just the Stallions, uh this is just classic Todd Haley, not second half adjustment whatsoever. And the Stallions are just the Stallions are a great team. Alex Magoo is all by all rights the MVP. He's looked really good for most of the season. They have a lot of weapons, and they're actually coming into the playoffs getting healthy. They're actually getting players back 
in time for the playoffs. They're getting Scooby right back. They're getting other key pieces back for the most critical part of the season. Uh, Showboats, uh, uh, it's basically the same season they had last year as the Bandits where they were right on the cusp and then just couldn't make it happen. Yep, you know, right there and just at the end of the line, just couldn't get over the hump. They did look better, though. That five-game stretch was just for them. Brutal. Game number three, we had the Breakers taking on the Gamblers. The Breakers win this one 17-10. Closer game than I would have anticipated with how the Breakers have been playing. That defense, though, has been looking real good for them. Defense has been looking good. Um, you know, we're, both of us are a little bit shocked about this offense not really being where we thought it would be at this at this time at the end of the season. Uh, Gamblers defense did play good. Gamblers were kind of that team that kind of teased us a little bit. I know Chase was high on them going into this week. I think you were high on them going into this week against the um, against the Breakers. But you know, they just they're in, a, in constantly in position, but then don't do anything. That's that to me that sums up the the Gambies this year. It's a pretty good summation of the season. Like they showed a lot of flashes of being a top two, top three team, and just never really made it happen. Uh, game number four, the Philadelphia Stars fall to the Michigan Panthers, losing twenty to twenty three, giving up, giving up. By the way, a twenty to six lead at halftime. So, but here's the thing: like their defense, we've talked about all the time. Their Crash. defense is awful. And then when all your all your playmakers on the outside get to the point where they're out and you're playing backups, you don't have that guy that can move the chains. You really struggled, and that's what happened. Michigan made some plays, but you kind of had that feeling. You're like, okay, you know what? Stars should be up by a lot more. They're allowing Michigan to hang around. It wouldn't surprise me if Michigan comes back. And it goes back to, to what I always t- tell people, Jimbo, when we saw that line. You know who's not your friend? It's fair. It's fair. Sportsbooks are not your friend, man. The Stars' offensive line has been the worst offensive line in the entire league all season. Yeah, I mean, like, that's obviously something, you know, moving forward they're going to need to address. So I don't know how they're going to do it, but that's something they need to do moving forward if they eventually want to bring home a USFL championship. I have a stat to tell you, Eric. I got a buddy, Adam the Smarty Giant. He sends me stats every once in a while. Um, how many sacks do you think the Philadelphia Stars gave up all season? All season, 10 games, 40. L- led the league in giving up sacks. 40. No, 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 no. How 28. Many? 28. In a 10-game season? That's a lot. That's averaging more than two a game. Mm-hmm. Brutal. Brutal. You got to do something about that offensive line. That's what, that's the main thing you got to fix. I wonder if case cook is to stick it around for year three. Where else would he go? I think he could be, I think there's three quarterbacks that are above everyone else in the USFL. Maybe four. Cause Jamar Smith, when he's healthy is really good too. Okay. Um, I think Magoo could be gone. He could be on an NFL roster. I think case cook is like, if he would have been healthy last year, if he didn't break his leg, he could be on a, he could be a backup or like, a practice squad guy on a roster. Okay. I think he, I don't know if he sticks around, but he could be gone. Could be. And the stars will probably also lose Aguilar because he was buying away. He was like the best kicker in the league this year. Oh yeah. Not even close. So good. He's, he's, um, he's which awesome. that actually, Eric, this does create a little history right now though. This will be the first USFL playoffs and championship game without the Philadelphia Ooh. stars. 
I know. History in the making, my friend. History in the making. So as this regular season wraps behind us, what do we think of the USFL year two as it stands right now? Product looked better from start to go. Um, better games. I thought the I think the, I think the production did look better than year one. Production value did better. They did a better job of hiding the stands, but they did show stand crowd reaction. It was focused on um parts of the arena that did have people in it. I like the hub cities, if that's what we want to call them, using them. I really think that's a good good way to get more fans involved. I loved what they did in Michigan with the big E being tied to it, try to get into that WWE fan base mm-hmm. a little bit. Because we need to remember, just WWE is, WWE is automatically always going to be tied to what? The XFL. True. You know, and if you could like kind of get your get your foot in the door with them, because that's that's a good corporation. I, and I think it's also just something happens. cool to have, like the fact that he's not tied to like the league. He's specifically tied to Detroit and the Michigan Panthers. Like that's his thing. Yeah, it's kind of like that's their cool. super fan. He's kind of like their super fan, which is cool. Yeah, like when the XFL, like one of the most annoying things we talked about on stream in the XFL is when they showed destroying for what felt like three hours. Yeah, that's true. Big E is more of like, it seems more natural, I guess. The fact that he's, it's just, it's not like he's not repping the USFL. He's repping the Michigan Panthers. Yeah, he's like like their super fan. Yeah. And I love it. I like that. I love that. I dig the hub cities in year two. Um, I want to see home markets year three. And can we get rid of Joe Clatt? You can't. He's a big fox boy. He's like Fox's boy, dude. I'm not. I'm not a Joey type of guy. I used to be okay with him. I've been getting more and more sick of him. Um, him and yeah, I'm, um, Collinsworth. I'm blocked, I'm blocked on Twitter by him. Can we get rid of him and Collinsworth? Collinsworth, yeah, Collinsworth is a doofus. Yeah, not a fan. Not a fan. Great season for the USFL, I think. I think this is the first spring football league season I've watched where I could realistically see every coach staying for year three for the next year. You know, they Woodson's going to look to make the move. He to the USFL. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Where would he go? (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's where would he go? No, I, I don't like maybe, maybe Holtz gets a look somewhere. Holtz would get a look at the college level. That's where you get. But I can't at. think of any other coach that would get like a real Gailey, look after one. Gailey wants to be an OC. No one's going to give him a look there. No one's going to give him a look for that. Um, I kind of feel Mike Riley's. Do- this is Mike Riley's like retirement right here. Is this? I kind of feel like Riley and Nolan. This is just kind of like what they like to do. Same with you Bart know? Andrus. You know, I just kind of feel like, hey, we're here. This is what I like to do. Yep. Um, I made enough money in my career. I'm gonna come in. I'm a coach football. Basically, this is like four months out of the year for them, right? Yeah, probably a little bit. Maybe, a, yeah. Because you think it's about way it, way more four, relaxed. Four months out of the year, a little bit like it's still intense. A little bit more relaxed. So, oh, we got John Stone in the chat saying a North team will cover and possibly win, like Arlington Smaller. did in the XFL. Uh, spoiler: I mean, we we did tell you to bet a little future on the. The Pittsburgh Maulers. Yeah. I did get a little 12 to 1. 
So we'll, 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 sprinkle, we'll sprinkle on that. But yeah, this is the first time I can think where I can see every coach sticking around and not getting fired and not leaving. I think all the coaches are going to be staying around. And everything. Because no team, like obviously the biggest disappointments were the stars and the generals. The generals being, in my opinion, the biggest disappointment because they lost like what, two or three games last year and they were terrible this year. They, they were injury galore. There was a whole lot going on. Like, I don't think it's a coaching problem. Oh, not at all. Not at all. I agree 100% with that. Um, They did, as soon as Johnson went down for that straight of, straight of games, we knew. Uh, yeah. We knew it was going to be a little, little bit of an issue. Eric, what's your opinion on two teams with losing records in the playoffs? I don't mind it. You know, you have divisions for a reason. If someone wins that division, you should they shouldn't be punished for making it. Yeah, that's my thought too. If you're gonna if you're gonna be yelling about it, just try and get rid of divisions. If you're exactly there's no if you get rid of it, there's no point in having divisions. Move on to the next. Yeah, but with divisions, I'm fine with it. There was a a, there was a section of people shitting on the XFL for having one. The USFL has two. It's just funny. It's very funny. I think the Maulers can have a legit shot. It's the best defense in the league. Yeah. I agree. Uh, that. Also, the USFL posted their like all USFL teams, but I'm not even going to dignify it with a response because there's some really like egregious misses there. So, all right, yeah. but, who is who is the quarterback? Well, the quarterback was Magoo, which makes sense. Okay. Um, okay. But like no boogie, no boogie Roberts on defense. A little weird. Very weird to me. I wonder if um, who's the guy that does all the USFL. Um, what's the, the bear? No, no, he does all the gambling, but they have a guy that writes all the articles. Um, he's the only one. He does knows. like he does like a bunch of college football stuff, and he's awful in that too. What's the guy's name? I'm looking it up right now. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. R.J. Young. Never heard of him. He does like college football stuff in the USFL, and it's just awful. So his last power rankings. His power rankings, I'll just look at his power rankings, then we'll see what our power rankings are. Uh, Stallions, Breakers, Maulers, Panthers, Gamblers, Showboats, Stars, Generals. He's got the Maulies at three. I would probably put the Panthers below the Gamblers and Showboats. Yep, I agree with that. (laughs) Other than that, whatever, it's fine. I mean, I think you just do them as a top four because they're obviously in the freaking They're the playoffs, yeah. I get it. I get it. Whatever, dude. Whatever. But now, Eric, it's time to look back to the past for the CFL. We just had week two. Week two's already done, Eric. Week two's in the past for the CFL. Game one, we had the Stamps versus your Red Blacks. And, Eric, you called this one from the rooftops. And the Red Blacks lose this one 15-26 at home. Continuing the lo- the home loss streak. <laughs> Can I just say no comment? You can say no comment. I mean, Calgary looked a little bit more of the same. I just think Ottawa's a very much a worse team than BC. <laughs> Sometimes, like, how can I how can I say this poetically? You just look at teams and you're like, what the hell are you working on in practice? And I really feel that's what I'm looking at when I do watch. The Red Blacks. I mean, and I don't know. Maybe they're just kind of going through the motions until um, Tomasoli comes the, back in. Yeah, maybe they're just kind of going through the motions until he comes back. I don't know. Um, I was. I know. I know. Tyree Adams yeah. probably isn't the guy. And I know for a fact Nick Arbuckle isn't the guy. So they're, they're kind of just. My thing is off. this: 
even if it is, that was about as least of ex- least as impressive eleven point victory I've seen in a while. Yeah, Calgary just looks like they look eh. They look like a mid of, middle of the pack team. They just kind of look like they're there. They look like the definition of like they might be my benchmark team of the year. Where if you're a good team, you can beat Calgary. If you're a bad team, you'll lose to them. Yeah, that's where I'm kind of sitting on them right now. Agree with that, my friend. Game number two, the Bombers destroy the Rough Riders 45 to 27. I mean, it was I think close can, for a bit until it wasn't. I think we can probably agree the Bombers, you know, they definitely want to get back to that Grey Cup, try to get the dub. Um, they probably will. It's just, they're just, I mean, two weeks in, they're looking impressive as hell. I mean, if you can get them anything over three to one, which I doubt, I'd lock that in. Trevor Harris, though, as the Rough Riders quarterback, looked like in a losing effort, 29 for 41, 413 yards, and three touchdowns. Looked the part. Not bad through the air. He looked the part. The defense could not do anything for the the Rough Riders. Yeah, defense could not run the ball. Yeah, you got to be able to run the ball to set everything up, even though it's only the three downs in Canada. You have to have a little bit threat of the run game. That way they keep the teams honest. This was just uh, – uh, uh. I hit that one, though. I did hit that one. I got the Winnipeg minus the six and a half. This one I did not hit. I was very wrong. Edmonton, BC. BC, the Lions win it 22 to nothing. They goose-egged Americ. This was – this was a beatdown, dude. It wasn't even close, man. This was Taylor. This is like the worst game I've ever seen Taylor Cornelius play. He was so bad. It looked off. Didn't even break 100 yards. And again, Vernon Adams continues to just look now, beautiful out there. There's a lot of talks by the Elk Nation. They're not happy with their QB1. What do you think of that? Yeah, fuck them. Fuck them. I mean, there's not. He doesn't have like he, yeah, has, good, he, he has good wide receivers, but guess what? The offensive line is still garbage. Yeah, that's true. And he showed like he's I don't know. I say give him a shot. And Jon Snow is right. BC is good. BC seems to have barely missed a step from last year. Vernon Adams is a dude. Which he's a straight really dude. To me. I didn't I didn't see that coming. I thought they were really, really obviously really going to struggle losing Rourke. I thought so too, but Vernon Adams, I knew he was going to be good. I thought they would still take a step back, and they look really, really good still. Last game of the weekend last week, the Argos versus the Ticats. The Argonauts win this one 32-14. Swag Kelly, no touchdowns, but he did throw for 238 yards, ran for 28, and he three rushing touchdowns. That was the big surprise for me. I was I, I thought the Tiger Cats were going to win that game. I mean, that that was a beatdown, man. That was, that was the most impressive thing to me. I think I was just right. So the latter half of last season, I was very much out on Bo Levi Mitchell when he was playing um, in Calgary. And when I was just out on him, not a huge fan. He's injured. He's done for like a good chunk of the season. Now it's going to be Matthew Schiltz for the next week. And I, I on record last year, I liked Matthew Schiltz better than I liked Dane Evans last year. I think, yeah. I think Hamilton might get a little bit of a resurgence here in these next few weeks. Think Hamilton's going to look a little better. I think they're going to look a little better, and Toronto looks pretty good. I just think, I don't know. I just Bo Levi Mitchell. I think his career is behind him. He's just old. You, you think he's done? <laughs> he's you done. 
It's like it's like when you see the the dying breaths of Drew Brees those last couple seasons where you're just like, what are you doing? What are you doing out there? Oh my god! The dying... I'm excited to see how Toronto looks this week though because they are playing. Yeah, this is kind of a little bit of a trappy spot. It could be a trappy spot because after this they do host BC. Should we start with the CFL and finish with the USFL as like the grand finale? Yeah, we can do that. Let's do that. Let's give the let's give the USFL its like lone spot at the end. So here's the CFL for you guys. Game one, it is the BC Lions at the Bombers. Bombers are minus six and a half again, over under 49, plus 205 on the money line for the Lions. Eric, tell me are this is this feels weird. Six and a half feels weird. Well, I mean, it just kind of depends. Are you buying the hype or not? I think Vernon Adams is good. Well, then then you got to bet BC. Like for me, but what do I say to you all the time, Jim? The book's not your friend. I know, man. And like they're hanging this out there and I feel that they're like, oh, hey, we'll get some people to take take BC. When I first looked at it, that was my initial reaction. Dude, let's take BC and let's roll. But when I look at it and just remember that they're not your friend, I just think that, you know, it's it's best just to walk away. I'm going to pass. I think the only thing I'm going to end up taking here, because I do think Winnipeg can at least offensively keep up with BC and vice versa. I will take the over 49. I know it's a high total, but I'm going to take the over. Mm-hmm. I'm going to risk that. Montreal risk Alouettes. Yeah. What were you saying? Risk it for the biscuit, dude. I'm risking the over, dude. I'm risking the over. I'm not going to fall for the trap this week. I fell for it with the stars. I'm not falling it for this week. Montreal Alouettes, Hamilton Tiger Cats, Tie Cats minus two and a half, over under 43 and a half. I'm going to take the Tie Cats. I feel we need to take the Tie Cats and a little bit of a bounce back opportunity. I like Matthew Schultz as a starter. I think the team's going to like rally around him. They still have a lot of good weapons. Mm-hmm. Give me the Hamilton Tiger Cats winning a close one here. 43 and a half, not touching that total. <laughs> no way. No effing way would I touch that total. I'm taking the Tiger Cats, though. Rough Riders versus Stampeders. Stampeders are minus three and a half with a total set at 45 and a half over under. Sorry, money line plus 150 for the Rough Riders. Call me a fool, Eric, for taking the Rough Riders straight up. Yeah, it's hard to trust the Stampeders winning with margin. I like the Rough Riders plus the three. I like them straight up. I like yeah. what their offense has shown. And they, they're they coming off of a blowout loss where they actually, as far as blowout losses go, looked fairly competitive. Calgary mm-hmm. has looked meh for the first two weeks. I mean, I, I would take the Rough Riders too. I mean, trusting the Stampeders to win with margin is just just a little high so the only the only worrisome thing is it's on the road but i'm gonna take the road dog last game eric argos at elks the argonauts are seven point favorites on the road in edmonton over under set at 44 and a half i'm gonna go to the well one more time don't 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 Fucking let me down this time. Give me Edmonton plus the points. Unfortunately. I'm going you're staying away from this one. Yeah. You you don't I, take I, road I, favorites. 
to me, it's Elks or nothing. I'm taking the Elks plus the seven. I'm taking the over 44 and a half. My favorite play of the weekend, though, is probably the Tiger Cats minus two and a half. Yeah, that's mine too. I would lo- absolutely love the Tiger Cats here. That's, that's my favorite play of the week. Now, Eric, it is time for the USFL to get its flowers. There are two games, Eric. Two games. That's all we have. We have the Michigan Panthers versus the Pittsburgh Maulers. Maulers are minus three with a total set at 38. This is probably going to three and a half. This is probably going to go to three and a half. Plus 135 on the line for the Panthers. Here's my thing, dude. We're sitting on a future. So I'm going to sit this out. But for, for, for this segment, pretend that you're not. Pretend you're walking into this blind. No future in your pocket. I'm on the Maulers because I feel like the Maulers are handcrafted to beat a team like the Panthers who want to run the ball. Yeah. I the would. Defense in front of the Maulers is so good. I would definitely bet on the Maulers if I were going to get it. It'd have to be under three and a half, though. If it gets to three and a half, then I think there's value. You got to take it now because it's, it's three right now. My Earlier in the week, it was that, two and a half. It opened at two and a half. My one thing is this, though, dude. We trust the Maulers to win with margin. Is this the first time they've been favored all season? No. I think they've been well, favored. Game favored. I think they've been favored against the Generals, uh, like when the Generals were on that slump. Uh, I would lean the Maulers. No bet, but I'd lean the Maulers. I would also lean the Maulers. No bet for me because I'm riding that future. I might dabble with the under 38, honestly. <laughs> I would play the first half under. Oh, first half under forever. The first half under, for those of you unaware, is 18 and a half. I will be playing that. Yeah. That's just going to happen. Game number two, it's the Breakers versus the Stallions. Stallions are a three-point favorite. That's probably coming up, too. Over under 45, plus 142 on the money lines. Eric, again, we're sitting on a breaker's future at plus 750. Yeah, so, I mean, we're in a great position. Hopefully, you can get it where it's the breakers against the Maulers. But, again, as you say for the segment of the show, I think what we're going to do is we're going to take the uh, the team with the points. We're going to take the breakers. To me, if this gets to three and a half, I will be betting the breakers. But right now at three, it's nothing for me. Yeah, if it gets to three and a half, I'll probably be taking the breakers as well. I also might dabble on the over. I could see this turning into a shootout with the Stallions. A lot of their games really? have turned into shootouts. I yeah, and the Stallions, the Stallions have like just been in a lot of shootouts recently. Like, what was it? Their last game was 27-20, 47 right there. Before that, 38-15. That's 53 right there. Uh, before that, it was again uh 51 versus the stars. Like they're they've been hitting, they've been in some like high scoring games. Yeah. Barn burner. That's what it comes down to. Uh, favorite bet of the weekend, Eric. I think we're just both going to say Hamilton, right? Ticats yeah. minus two and a yeah. half. Yeah, Hamilton. Hamilton minus two and a half. Um, I will say this, though. Breakers get over three. I take that, though. Breakers get over. If they get to three and a half, you're on it? Yeah. Oh, God. I was burped. almost threw up there. Eric, any parting words for the USFL? Um, let's finish strong. 
let's keep the games going. I hope they're competitive games. Um, you know, you kind of have, I want to say the stage to yourself this weekend. I mean, there's no NBA, no NHL. Um, they timed it, it well with the playoffs. It routinely draws better than the MLB games. See if we can put two good games on to finish off strong. And uh, marketing has improved, but let's make it a little bit better. Please make the games good. Please have the games be good. I, I also want to say uh, shout out to ELF, European League of Football. I believe we're getting into week five at the moment. Uh, I'm going to wait and do – we're in the middle of week four, I think. Um, I'm going to get – I'm going to wait till the end of the season. I'm going to try and do like a little recap. I'm going to give them their flowers because ELF people do love – like I love them. They're good people. It's hard to watch. Yeah. Speaking of which, I don't know, Eric, have you figured out CFL Plus yet? I don't even know where to get it. Let's do this live real quick. I, I looked on my Xfinity phone. I couldn't my Xfinity app. I couldn't find it on my TV. I don't know if it's on. I don't know if you can get it on TV. Or to stream CFL games. Click here. Oh my god. Oh, everything's on CFL Plus. Some of them are on CBS Sports, but some of them are only on CFL Plus. Why? Why? Where, I don't even know where to watch. That's what I'm trying to figure out right now. CFO broadcast. To view content for free, please provide your email address, first name, and last name. Okay, I'll do it real quick. Okay, okay so all you have to do is go to cflplus.com, and then it's like on the CFL website. Eric, I might do something risky. We'll try. Yeah. We might try something tomorrow night on Twitch. We might do a Twitch only stream and show the CFL. We might. You know what, dude? I'll do my damnedest to be there. We might. I don't know if I, I want to risk it. I might. I might blur it. I don't know. We might risk something. We'll figure something out. We'll see what risk happens. It for the biscuit. We'll see what happens, folks. We'll see what happens. No promises made. No promises delivered. I will be live streaming my watch along for the USFL games this coming weekend. Make sure you tune into those. Eric, where can the people find you? At eTalk21. Um, 21 Sports podcast comes out this week. Uh, you and I have our college football show along with Chase debuting on Thursday. Really looking forward to that. We broke down the conference, conference USA. USA. Uh, there's one team that you know I'm very high on. Uh, Chase had a couple teams you're high on. You're you're kind of medium on everybody. You have one team that kind of surprised me. You're high on though. Oh yeah, yeah. It surprised it surprised me when I looked into them. I was like, you know what? I kind of like this team. You know, what? I kind of like them, dude. It's nice. I I, I got. I feel like I. I mean, I feel like as me, I'm obligated to take a long shot in every conference. So, hey, buddy, shoot or shoot, man. Shooters fucking You'll shoot, see. dude. Y'all know where to find me, XFL Gym everywhere. Stay tuned because July will be a big month for the garage. I'm actually introducing a new content because there is a sumo tournament going on in the month of July. At the end of the month, I'm doing a sumo watch along for every single matchup. We're going to be betting. I'm not going to watch anything until the end of the month. We're going to watch everything on a stream. And then I'll be having people like place bets on who's going to win the outcome of each match. You're going to be running an illegal. Well, it's with Jim Bucks, Eric. It's all with Jim Bucks. Well, what's fucking Jim Bucks, dude? I want American currency. Well, the conversion rate is better than you might think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank okay. you all for watching. Thank you for listening. This has been Spring Fever. 
Go USFL, go CFL, go ELF, go Exley. We love you all. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.